Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, there's an old saying in the sales world, you gotta circulate to percolate. We're gonna be talking to a sales expert next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I'm a member of Glen Eagles Country Club in West Plano, and I love to spend time at the pool. And about three summers ago, I ran into a guy at the pool who has become a, a new close friend. Taylor Cull is in the studio. He is an expert in sales. And I got to just brag on you because you moved your family from New Jersey at the height of COVID. That's right. You know basically no one in Dallas. That's right. And, and you have to um, not only overcome the fact that you have a little bit of an accident, <laughs> uh, but the, you know, the, you're, you're, you're not a native Texan. No. Okay. Right. So what, what was it like making that change? Um, you know, it was, it was really great because we were motivated to make the change. Um, we wanted something new. Obviously, the stuff that was going on in New Jersey um, during the height of COVID was, was a little much for our taste, per se. So it took the whole family, came down here to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and um, haven't looked back ever since. I mean, just like you spoke about not knowing anyone, um, sort of needed to jump right in. So we found Glen Eagles Country Club, which was great. Um, met you and your wife, Victoria, you. and yes. were able to get around the club and start meeting people. Well, I think you're a, a unicorn in the world of sales. Just I've had a chance to observe you in, in settings where you don't, you know, you're walking into a room of strangers and you're able to charm everybody. So is this a, a just a natural gift or did you learn it from mom or dad or? Um, no, I'd always been very social when I was a kid, um, sometimes too much, right? In class, getting in a bit of a, a trouble, not paying attention. Um, but just like anything, you can turn it into a strength. And uh, my social butterflyness uh, ended up being a strength. I dove right into sales out of college and um, sort of learned fast that the more contacts you make, you amplify your chances of getting deals done, of getting promotions, of getting to the next stage that you'd like. Sure, you and I were talking before the show and we both agree that um, young salespeople have a hurdle to overcome. Number one, it's kind of a texting generation instead of a talking generation. Right. And they also have to overcome the hurdle of being told no. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> we give away a lot of ribbons and trophies for showing up. Just showing up, exactly. Okay, so uh, when you get told no, you don't take it personally. No, not at all. And I, th I think that sort of speaks, uh, sort of tying this full circle to some of the stuff we're moving away from in New Jersey, um, this hyper emotional state that everyone seems to be in. And I think my generation specifically being a millennial, but not loving what we're known for, um, people do take things very emotionally, whether it's uh, in politics or 
speaking of the matter at hand, in sales. And you just really can't. Um, you try to gotta have what they call stoic mindset, where things are neither good nor bad. They just are what they are. So being told no, um, you can view it as bad if you'd like and get in a bad mood and have that mood extend into the rest of your career. Or you can say, that was one instance. I got told no. Um, I'm going to try to get them to a yes. But if they don't, plenty of fish in the sea and I'll go find another deal. Absolutely. We've got some video from our video library of just sales interactions. And let's talk about making a good first impression. One of the things that I've noticed is that too many salespeople do all the talking. They do no listening. That's right. And you get so much smarter when you listen to the customer. Exactly. Well, I think today what people are looking for is insights. Um, everyone really has that base information. So if you just show up and present what they already ascertained from your website, you're not doing them any service. So you're spot on, Jeff, where what you want to do is have them be talking 80% of the time. And that gives you the material to then provide insights back. If yes. you're talking the whole time, what are you going to be insightful about? You need to get the info from them garner your uh, insights and then present that back to the And customer. you could be selling the wrong thing. Uh, in your mind, you're saying, okay, this guy needs to hear the benefits and you're preaching benefits and this person is not a benefits guy. Right, right, right. That, that's exactly right as well. A lot of times, um, especially when you get to larger companies, marketing sort of from the ivory tower comes up with what they think the value prop is. Um, but you're the one on the ground being the sales representative who, who really knows what these people want. So some of the younger, newer salespeople tend to just regurgitate what they learned in training or what marketing tells them right. versus actually interacting with the customer and learning. You know what? They might not care about that feature, but they do care about this one. Sure. I've always felt like uh, if you go into somebody's office, their office tells you a lot in terms of building rapport. Right. Sometimes you're seeing a family picture, you're seeing their alma mater. Talk about like warming the person up before you get into the nitty gritty of the sale. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, as many personal connections you can make, the better. That's just human nature. Um, certain things are counterintuitive in sales where you wouldn't necessarily think of it. This is one that is not. Right? This is very intuitive where the more personal connections you can make. I went to that college. My kid plays that sport. Uh, we moved you know, from yeah. a different state and made a new home. So you're, you're spot on as far as that rapport building goes. Um, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't try to make as many of those personal connections outside of the business. Sure. And there's a lot of people who say, well, I'm not a salesperson, but I would, I would suggest that anybody oh, no. who is married yeah. has made a very big sale. There you go. Right? There you <laughs> and, go, yeah. And we have something else in common. We both married up. That's <laughs> so, right. That's right. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and put on the screen. Oh, wow. Look at that. I mean, your wife is actually, <laughs> Thank you. she's gorgeous. And we've had a chance to go out and do a double date a, a, a few times. Absolutely. And, um, oh, look, look at that picture. What, how, how old was um, your daughter? In that uh, that was uh, one year old. One year yeah, old. Yeah. Wow. Look at look at that handsome couple. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Tell us more about the family. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sort of builds into what you and I speak about a lot uh, at the club, which is adversity. Um, so that that picture is a great. Uh, Great example. Um, my wife and I ended up having our first while we were just engaged. Um, so while all my friends were graduating and spending their newfound money with a job, um, I had started raising a family uh, right out of school. So facing that adversity um, and rising to the challenge really gave me a good base for sales. Okay, I got a question for you. As a, sal as a sales guy, you got four women. 
that's right. <laughs> so that's right. when they're when they're voting on the movie to go see, do you ever win? No, that that, that I'm not voted. You you can be uh, the best salesman in the world. You're not beating four women with their pick for the movie. So absolutely doesn't okay, we, happen. We got about a minute left. Uh, give us some final thoughts and tips to the young salesperson out there who really wants to harness your mojo. Yeah, absolutely. I would say uh, what people crave nowadays is authenticity. Um, I think we've almost hit a uh, maximum point of fancy PowerPoint presentations and things of that nature. You look at some of the phenomenons of our time now, um, Joe Rogan, Donald Trump, um, that new song that just came out, Richmond, North of Richmond. I mean, what the common theme between all those three very separate is authenticity. You hear the feedback from the people that say, that's genuine. That guy's not making it up. He's being real. So when you show up to a sale, there's sort of already that guard up from someone that you're trying to force your way on them. If you just have a conversation like we spoke about earlier and get them speaking and, and have a genuine human interaction while keeping your goal in mind, no one's saying you have to get rid of the fact that you are trying to sell your product or your service. But if you just have a real conversation about it, I think that goes a really long way in today's world where they're used to getting so much sort of canned cookie cutter stuff yes. thrown at them. Taylor, this is great. Thank you for sharing your heart and your wisdom with us and congrats on your success. We're gonna end with his LinkedIn page. Go ahead and uh, connect with him on, on LinkedIn and uh, Taylor Call, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Jeff. This was a pleasure being here. You bet, that's it for now. We'll see you next time.